So Edgar was a fan of Nixium until he found out that Claire had loaned Keith two million bucks. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> we have to sell 85,000 fucking bottles of See, bargain a, booze a, a for bar- that. Bargain gin. <laughs> Well, thankfully, they're just spending all of this money out of that $500 million trust. But Edgar is concerned that he is going to bleed them of his of this trust. Um, stay How tuned. much do Americans spend? <laughs> all, all of, of it. it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to... The Cross-Eyed the- Pelican Jazz Lounge <laughs> in pa- South Padre Island, Texas. Nobody here's under 70, but everybody's fucking. Everybody's fucking here, Everybody's baby. fucking. Too many people are fucking. <laughs> Seriously, they've yeah. had too many people. Well, we're talking about Nixium. Too many people are Well, too fucking. many people are be fucking, but let's get to the intros first. Why not? This is Blood on the Sand. Thank you for tuning in. This is our third episode on Nixium. Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> this is the fourth episode. Fuck. That's good. Let's keep it. Yeah. We don't count much, <laughs> even though we listen to jazz. I'm your first host, Michael Johnson. As always, with me, as always, is Mr. Bob Keen. What's happening, everybody? And also uh, the man uh, with the uh, mustache. They call yes. him Captain Jazz. Ooh, he's got the captain hat on. Andre Hashem, everybody. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blood on the Sand. Welcome. Welcome. We're here to tell you weird stories. That you're probably familiar with, because of course you've listened to the first couple episodes. Yeah, why would you come in in episode four? I know, that's such a strange time to come in. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but if you're here at episode four for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. It's never too late for a first time. Yeah, but this story- It can be too early. It can be too early. Yeah, we've learned <laughs> that. <laughs> Until you don't get no respect. That's a that rough four. one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's been a lot of, um, not a lot of murder, but a lot of uh, uh, fuck, uh, fucked up shit we're getting, so far. This episode's going to have some, well, there's death in it, and we're going to... Yay! It's, it's Mighty Suspicious. Oh, so, wait yeah. a minute. You're telling me we're covering m- murders? Murder. Yes. Murder. Yes. We've waited. We You've waited four episodes for it. We've Someone been edging finally you. finally dies. Yes, we've been edging you with mortality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we've been edging you with a bunch of ickiness. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's you know, it's it's probably on Pornhub. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're gonna watch it. Murder by Brazzers. All right, so yeah, just a quick summary of where we are. We're in the like r- right now. We're gonna start in 2000. So in 1998, Keith had he had gone bankrupt and lost his consumers byline. So he formed Nixium or executive success programs with Nancy Salzman and it's super weird and ex- essentially just a copycat of Scientology under the guise of self-help for people who are like in white collar jobs and who are already successful trying to squeeze every la- ounce of potential out of themselves. Well, that's what they treat. That's what they teach you in America, right? Like you make five grand, you got to turn that, got to take it, flip it, gotta reverse it. Got to make it 50. Got to make it 50. Got to add a zero to it. If you're not growing, you're dying, bro. If, if you yeah. make five grand, you got to spend 10 on a class to teach you to be more organized and positive. Then you can make more money, but you got to still keep coming back to more classes. Wow. Well, how much are the, the more potential you have, the more 
expensive your class is going to be because now you have more potential. You right. have to. It's more specialized. The potential you have to be taught. Yeah, yes. this this is like a like a like a video game on your phone with in app <laughs> purchases. That's pretty much <laughs> this entire thing. So, uh, all right. So Keith in in two thousand. Keith starts dating an above-age woman, Bar- <gasps> but Barbara Bushi, uh, or Boucher. How risque. <laughs> uh, it's one of Nancy Salzman's former clients. You actually might remember her from, I think it was episode two. She sort of was hanging out back in the late 80s um, and had seen Pam Kafritz and Karen Unterreiner and Keith kind of like putting together this master plan of him being this child genius as the Mm. pitch for Consumer Byline. So she met Nancy in 1988 when her dentist referred her for stress management because of her TMJ. And boy, is she stressed. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I feel like Keith's going to fix her TMJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. I just just stick a pencil in there. I guess his is... uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just stick a dick in there and and you'll you'll be right as rain. I have medical supplements. Damn. In my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so she is a successful quote unquote money manager, aka stockbroker, aka fucking slime ball. Um, <laughs> Good. By the time she's 40, she's managing $90 million of, of other people's money, including two young women that are heiresses to the Seagram's fortune. That'll be a callback. Awesome. Ooh. She's Whiskey. making $900,000 a year, only accepting clients with a minimum of a million dollars to invest. Has a hun- one point five million in her savings account for now. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait to hear about this bitch going broke. Wait, are you oh, foreshadowing? Man. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I'm a writer. <laughs> so fuck it. She's on the top of the world though right now, and she meets Keith now. Um, Barbara is reintroduced to the group because she says because her friend committed suicide in 2000 and also in that year her husband filed for divorce. So I don't know. Maybe, Barbara, you're the problem. Uh, If you have that much money and your friend kills themselves and then you get a divorce, you fucked up somehow. What is she, Jeff Bezos? (laughs) Money can't buy happiness. I mean, it could, but she just didn't invest right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I invested in sadness. What was I thinking? (laughs) Well, I guess I need to start investing in rope and stools. Well, that would be more bullish. (laughs) (laughs) Baba was on the beach just thinking about (laughs) the end of life. Are you getting your true crimey voice? I was trying to do uh, Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Oh, Closer than we would have gotten. I'm Morgan Freeman. So she's bummed out after all of this, and uh, she starts taking courses. She hears through Nancy that uh you know the esp helps and she grabs keith's attention because he's always fancied himself a a master investor in the stock market and this is his in this is Ah. this is his inroad and he's gonna carpet bomb that road but not yet (laughs) (laughs) he's like i've been thinking about gambling all my money away oh you have money already Mm. interesting i'm gonna gamble your money Don't gamble your money, gamble your friend's money. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like having a boat. In 2001. <laughs> exactly. In 2001, he meets Claire and Sarah Bronfman, the uh, the aforementioned uh, heirs of the Seagram's uh, fortune. They're, I, I've been getting them their money back for years. Uh, they, yeah. Bob's an investor. Yeah. Yeah. They have, well, they you've given them part of what they have a $500 million trust um that that's, they that's fun. can draw on just kind of liberally 
Um, there are several connections to Keith, actually. Remember from episode one, his dad, James, worked for the ad company that handled the North American Seagram's account back in the 60s. Jesus. So he was actually hanging out with old Edgar Bronfman and stuff when he'd come in. Oh, wait, he so was, he was in charge of that shit when 007 came out saying uh, his martini is like two pot Seagram's. He said Seagram's specifically, and so that's how you know 007 agents uh, drink shitty gin just like I do. <laughs> well, that or Heineken now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right? They sold out, man. Yeah, I but, like I liked it better when it was Seagram. Well, he and Fleming ain't shit. Smirnoff all day. Is, that is the thing now, though, with the new Bond, where he's like too cool for school. He's like, do you do you have this? And they're like, we don't have. It. He's like, just give me whatever. Then it's like, okay, yeah, it's, whatever's <laughs> your crappiest beer, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's there's he knows of them through his dad. That's one. That's sort of one thing, but connection also one connection. But also he, um, some of. They are one of Barbara Bushi's clients. Yeah. She manages their money, or at least part of their money in investing in the stock market. Never let a chick with a last name Bougie uh, cover your money. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems wrong. So Sarah Bronfen is kind of going through, you know, like a little bit of a tough time. Sarah gets the tip from now Barbara to take ESP classes. Oh. Which in 2002, she starts taking ESP classes at the headquarters in Albany. She was and kind of an okay equestrian in college, a college dropout, and as of 2002, a divorcee, and kind of needed some direction. She loves group therapy and all of the self-improvement bullshit that Keith is selling. And by 2003, she is working at Nixium full-time as a coach. Ah, good. She's already gotten She's to, already got... What, what sash is I think that? that's like <laughs> that's like orange sash. I think like, yeah, she got orange sashed real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jeez. In a related story, that trust fund is dwindling. Oh, they're throwing money around like crazy. But not even yet. Now, it's still kind of small potatoes, and we're about to get there. But it's, Is she still working at her investor job thing? No, so, so that's... Barbara is the investor. Right. This that was Sarah Bronfen. This is the introduction now of the Bronfen sisters okay. into Keith Ranieri's sphere. <laughs> Names. Okay. <laughs> so for everyone listening, Barbara Bushi is a money manager. Yeah. One of two of her clients are oh, the, Seagram. the Seagram sisters. One of the Seagram sisters is having a tough time. <laughs> I'm just imagining them as the, the Hilton sisters. <laughs> but it's just like, no, no, we don't own hotels. We own the mini bar. Well, <laughs> they're, no, they're like they're like the classy Hilton sisters. They're oh. they're like the they're an echelon like above that where like they hang out with royalty and shit and, and they they're <laughs> They they're equestrians. They're like they do they horse sell shit. cheap gin. <laughs> they they sell like bathtub hooch and get to hang no, out with royalty. Their grandfather sold yeah <laughs> sold bathtub hooch. But they also have top shelf seagrams. So there is still that. Uh, you know what? We're aspect. just look. I'm just saying we're looking for a sponsorship for the podcast. <laughs> seagrams, holler at us. You just called it bathroom hitch hooch. You know what? And for the right amount of money, I will change my tune. <laughs> All how's, right. How's five bottles of, of <laughs> we're bottom getting, shelf We're going to get checks from Bumpy Face LLC. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like the bottles. They have texture on them. Right? Yeah. Spearing off boring. Fucking yeah. beef eater eat shit. Oh, Ugh. it's a cube. Isn't that cute? Oh, it's oh. blue. Uh, fuck you, Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> It's all about Seagram's. Anyway, so, go ahead. Well, no, and they—they they, she takes to this especially too because she feels very self-conscious about 
like the selling shitty gin for a fortune. Yeah, about having having like this fortune and not like having anything to. So she goes like goes nosedive straight into it. Um, <laughs> At least she didn't go the Winchester. Imagine route. having a shitload of money that you didn't earn, and you would have been a better person if you just kept doing that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, no, no. She's gonna be an accessory to I don't know, probably rape, and and, and at some point murder. And she spent like a hundred million dollars to, to be an accessory to a felony. Jesus Christ. So she she also she's so into it she convinces her twenty three year old sister Claire to. That's not hard. Yep. She's twenty three. You can convince them of anything. Yeah. Oh really? Well, but Claire Claire is an accomplished equestrian. She's a good one. Uh, she she's like sponsored and everything. She. She gets so into it to the point where she stops wearing her sponsored belt buckle and she wears one with a Nixium thing wow. engraved on it. Oh. Fully indoctrinated. <laughs> Imagine understanding horses really well and then thinking that makes you that makes you qualified to understand people. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you lose. Oh, well, you do understand sashes, though. Sashes. Big deal in the yeah. equestrian world. You need yes. sashes. Horse people are weird. I, I dated a couple yep. horse chicks. They're... Dude. They're very it's size just, queens, all of them, yeah, total of them. size queens. What's well, also like your the accomplishment is purely on the horse, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you take all of the credit. <laughs> never, never date a girl into horses whose name is Catherine. Mm. Is all I'm saying. Yes, she might be great. You know, or anyone who owns a sports team. <laughs> yeah, same never, thing. Never date a woman whose middle name is Woodhouse. <laughs> <laughs> feel like you guys are missing my Catherine the Great horse fucking reference. You did. I, I hate did. you. I don't Went know. That, my head. Is that an episode? Did I research it? Because if not, I don't know it. <laughs> Fair. So. All right. So Claire is an accomplished equestrian, and Keith takes, takes a really keen interest in her because she's so good at horse fuck jumping that she could make the Olympics. I'm sorry. Did you say Wait, horse fuck jumping? What are you talking? Is that a thing? <laughs> Was I'm, that a Freudian slip? I think it was. I think it was. A horse, the horse fuck jumping isn't a thing. No. Right? Okay. She's jump so good at that horse fucking. jumping. Are you fucking the horse or is, or is the horse It's fucking? like he didn't get my Catherine the Great reference and then referenced it. <laughs> <laughs> that she's so good at it that she could make the Olympics. I and, bet. Yeah. And if she makes the Olympics with Keith as her mind coach, oh boy, the possibilities are endless, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. First this off, is the so, horse is the star in this. But Keith, this is this is Keith. I understand this logic. No, Keith no, I'm, is I'm taking an interest because it's like if she, if she, she'll get out there into interviews and say like, oh, like how did you? Does he do therapy win? with her and then the horse sucks his dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Listen, is a, the horse just doesn't want to ride for you anymore. Hey, he wants to ride for me. I don't get can, it either. If you could teach a horse not to use teeth, you could probably get a gold medal. Peanut Those are on some DSLs, dude. <laughs> Them horses. Mr. Ed had some DSLs. <laughs> if you could just get him to stop talking. I mean, his <laughs> lips were going around crazy. He's just like, I'll bet that fucking horse is a horse. Of course, of course. <laughs> that, that horse is a whore. <laughs> of course. A whore is a whore, of course, of course. But I totally get it. Keith is just throwing anything at the wall. Yes. Like, he's just trying to fuck any... He just sees opportunity with every... Somehow, these people are coming to him. No, at this point, he was probably just turned on by the writing crop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'll bet she could smack my ass with that. How many How many, How many? many pickup lines do you think it is? Like, There's, you use that in bed? Yeah, like, but he would do it all like all like Asperger-y. Just be like, 
the party pants. I want to be in your pants. Like, no, you <laughs> fucked it up, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Do you have feet in those leather boots? <laughs> <laughs> you smell like dung. Do you like anal? <laughs> Oh, that horse has a long black dick. Huh? <laughs> do you think you do? God damn it. The horse likes hay. Do you hey. like <laughs> How hard do you like your mane grabbed? <laughs> oh, God. No, that's super autistic. Uh, yeah. That's, that's... Is your bit metal or plastic? <laughs> <laughs> You've got good teeth. <laughs> Don't don't look a gift horse in the in the asshole. Damn it! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Fuck that up again. I like your haunches. Fuck! I, I can tell what a cow is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're sticking my head up a butcher's ass. <laughs> All right. So, and the this so Keith. Can I is, do one more? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make really good glue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we can move on. <laughs> Is that, a, is that Elmer's glue in your pants? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> you got a glue trail, baby. <laughs> Elmer's glue. Who's Elmer? <laughs> it's on your back. <laughs> okay, Jesus. now we can go. Right. We gotta we gotta stop. So so that that that's Keith's like reason for being interested, at least overtly, obviously it's to fuck them. The girls are enthusiastic. They they are so enthusiastic they even get their dad, billionaire Edgar Bronfman, to attend some of the classes with them. This Edgar poor guy. Bronfman Seaman? Edgar Seagram's? Bronfman Wait, senior. Bronfman is a, a, a super rich millionaire guy? Billionaire with he's a B. The, he's a billionaire? He, he's a billionaire. He's their father, the heir of What kind of Seagram's. shithead billionaire thinks he needs to go to a class for anything? So He already won. No, no, no. He's very attached to his daughters, and his daughters were lost, yeah, and bet. so he's like literally just being a supportive father. It's it's really sad, actually. No, when you're a billionaire, you don't have to be a supportive father either. He, you don't. But he's he's, he's trying. trying. He's trying, Bobby. <laughs> he's tr I he's, would never try it anything again if I had a fraction of that money. To make to reference an '80s movie, he's like that. He's like the billionaire is trying to connect, reconnect with his. Family, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and, he goes broke. Fucking don't yeah. do that. And we're we're gonna get to it in later episodes too. And they they kind of they he it's very it's a little sad too. Like he is actually He's like a middle victim. class dad worried about his two daughters going astray. Like <laughs> <laughs> you sucker. <laughs> He's worried Christ. about. He sent them off to college, and now they're fucking. They're dating some older dude, and <laughs> he's just like, God damn it. So Edgar takes also takes the five day intensive, and he actually he at least uh, at first says that he loves it. He says Nancy Salzman is one of the most important women in my life. He says it's not some new age bullshit, just some real actual shit. I'm going to give you a quote. Nancy Salzman is one of the most influential females in my life. The class taught him me a new way of looking at the world, not based on any hokey philosophy, but based on truth. <laughs> well, now we covered those uh, those twelve commandments earlier. So if you can get ring so truth out of that, this is again him just being supportive. Dad, the the daughters are like, Dad, can you please just write a testimonial? And he was like, uh, Okay. Just does it? Are you? Will it make you whole again? <laughs> does he know the twelve commandments? He had to have. He went to a five-day intensive. 
to go to a five day intensive, you first have to sign a confidentiality agreement (laughs) before even taking the class, which is why there's also all that shit about secrecy in the thing. Is it weird that they want to have a, a, a an NDA, but also like recruit people? (laughs) Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it seems a little it's confusing. Yes, mm-hmm. but also pyramidy. First, yes, <laughs> confusion is really the whole idea here. Yeah, same yeah. reason why they have those crazy possible. carpeting in uh, in Vegas casinos. Mm-hmm. This is all essentially like an elaborate thing of like the hidden marble on the three cup trick on the train. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd have just, more respect for him, him if he did that. Oh, 100%. That takes... Well, skill. I don't know. This kind of takes skill, but, like, it's just yeah, gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking... All right. At so, least, yeah, you're in the moment with the cup thing. So, to that... <laughs> all right. And 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 you've seen another guy win before you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and totally it, not his oh, friend. Oh, he's a plant. No, no as, it's a, that's not his friend. Come as on. long as you're not the person gambling on it, you're on the guy's side who's shuffling the cups. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only card game where you, you uh, cheer for the dealer. <laughs> Because the dealer is the more poor one. Yes, exactly. You're like, that guy needs it, man. Yeah. All right. So you remember Gina Hutchinson? So she's one of the harem, but she was the uh, the underage girl that Keith started fucking in the 80s. Oh, my God. He got caught. The like, tutor one? No, no. This is the one where his, her sister caught him trying to escape in the window. Right in the window. And right. he convinced the whole family that it was perfectly fine for a 25, 4-year-old to be fucking a 15-year-old. Because she, you know, in other cultures, they do that. And also, she's really mature for her age, and also they're Mormon. You know, when Romeo and Juliet, they were both 14. Yes. Bob makes a good point. I mean, don't I? So, October 11th. your daughter. (laughs) You know, age of consent is 14 in Romeo and Juliet. I'm just saying, the eighth grade prom sounds pretty fun. Yeah, but he was also 14 in Romeo and Juliet. That was, like, that's the thing. (laughs) Only a 14-year-old dude would kill himself over a chick. Yeah, seriously. Just wait, dude. (laughs) It gets better. It'll get better, and then you'll be way more heartbroken by the one that fucks you up in your 20s. (laughs) You're rich in Verona. You'll be fine <laughs> i can't live without her though yeah dump a load into a chick you'll be fine yeah just wait long enough for instagram to be around and <laughs> get a moped you'll <laughs> you'll be fucking you'll be rolling in it <laughs> mopping a bucket you'll be hanging out with dan bilzerian you'll be yeah. fine <laughs> it'll look like venice it'll just be cream <laughs> that was bad jesus christ <laughs> All right, so, so he's hooking up with the fourteen-year-old again. So, but she's older now. She's, I imagine she's well. She they've stayed pretty much together the whole time. It they she thought they were an exclusive. We went over this in one of the previous episodes. I'll go over it for every just to catch up. But she thought they were an exclusive relationship for a couple of years, and then like has a sit down with all the other harem women essentially, and they're like, yeah, this is how it works, and she stays in it. Keith has convinced her that she's a Buddhist goddess. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Um, yeah. So uh, uh, let me. I, I'm gonna High get, school girls will believe anything, you know. So this is. We'll, we'll, all right, October eleventh, we'll two thousand two. Ooh, it's a, a date. date. Never uh, good. A young woman is found with a shotgun in her mouth at an ashram in Woodstock, New York. That doesn't seem very serene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next to your car. At um, an ashram. <laughs> yes. They the police assume it's a suicide. They don't conduct any gunpowder residue tests on her hands or any investigation at all. She has a medallion of Buddha in her pocket. Remember, Keith told her back 
when he was 24 and she was 15, that she was the Buddhist goddess Shema Rama and that they were going to have a child that was the savior of the world. Mm. Um, yeah, That is a hell of a way <laughs> to get laid, I tell you. That's a that's a pretty rough ending. Like, yeah, yeah that, the that, lie should just be like, no, this car is actually mine. I didn't rent it. Like, this is uh, like a really <laughs> dark remake of that meatloaf song, Paradise by the uh, by the Dashboard, dashboard Light. Lights. <laughs> you remember that? It's like, will you love me forever? It's like, let me sleep on it and put this shotgun in your mouth. <laughs> what you're gonna you're gonna birth the Buddhist Jesus or whatever? They just fuck me. I just Jeez, oh, that's rough God. though. Yeah, and yeah. she's she's always been brokenhearted. Uh, that Keith has been sleeping with other women, but she kind of stays with him anyways. And her and Keith have been on the Fritz for now in 2002. Now, and for Keith is the Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to do that with every uh, woman that he uh, hooks up with. Mm-hmm. Seems to put him right on the Fritz. There's always an expiration date. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, for so for a few nights after she died, she uh, she stayed at a motel, Coco's Motel in Clifton. Um, the, the, the town where his little kind of house and compound is. She originally got a regular, like just standard room, but, uh, one day switched it to a room with a hot tub. Now that's weird. Uh, because according to her sister, Heidi, Gina fucking hates hot tubs, but it was also not weird though. Keith, guess who loves him? Keith. <laughs> oh, Keith loves him. Yeah. It's kind of weird that you know that your sister hates hot tubs. Though. Yeah, like like how many times? Like, what's your? Is she like? You know what I hate? Hot tubs. Right. Well, Those me jets. too. I mean, is that oh, relaxing oh feeling? I feel the like heat? they're making me. Broth. So I, I read like, between the lines on this, and so this is my. So oh, this is this is Andre's I think take on so. It. Reading all of this shit on Ranieri, that's one. He he like goes out of his way he really does like hot tub sex for some reason which is oh he's fucking really weird. Oh, well, no no he's really yeah. into giving he's really into giving women uh uh utis he's really guess, into utis i guess so it's or and just like no no lubrication whatsoever fucking horrid oh but i mean he really the likes chlorine <laughs> so she probably has told her sister that she like she hates hot tubs but the missing piece is like because i associate hot yes. tubs with having to have sex with this fucking guy yeah, yeah that makes sense so i'm sort of traumatized by hot tubs you ever get in a hot tub and remember the time that you got fucked by a dead-eyed dude <laughs> that was 10 <laughs> years a, your senior a, 10 years your senior with a fucking middle part hair cut oh, yeah yeah i'd hate hot tubs too yeah yeah by the way his name in nixium at this point vanguard. is vanguard yeah, you course. remember the name of the video game that yeah. they played when he was when they, he was taking her on dates in jesus the, christ yeah in the arcade vanguard Ding yeah dong. so yeah that's uh it all oh. you're probably right about that star trek thing in this, episode three yeah. this is no. why you don't <laughs> let nerds run anything <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. work for the alpha they don't run it yeah ew that's why they had to get that one congressman out that would vape and fucking spent two grand on Grover what's his, Grover Norquist yeah that yeah. goofy fuck so Jesus Christ I would hate hot tubs you ever had sex and water mm-hmm. it's it's it's, un, it's unbelievably it, you difficult. don't even know how well you're doing because like you go numb because it's so painful. Well, yeah. not only, it, well, it's just there's no. It, you don't even really have sex. You try it and then you stop. Yeah. And then you leave the pool. Yeah, you like <laughs> that's foreplay to like getting out of the pool, taking a shower, toweling off, and starting again. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. we were about to do that. In the, 
you know, we can just go back to the hotel room, right? Oh, we yeah, have let's a bed do that. there. Yeah, yeah that's a, this is stupid. This is <laughs> this is ridiculous. The angle's all wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it for you or the jet. I don't know. So um, now. Keith, when he's interviewed, he says he hasn't seen her in years. But it's very strange because that hotel, the motel is in Clifton, where the, right next to where the Nexium compound is. Right. And uh, Gina's sister, Heidi, does some follow-up because the cops just assume it's a suicide. So she does her own little investigation. She uh, talks to the clerk at Coco's. I just, the Coco's motel. Uh, and- that <laughs> totally sounds like the motel that you do research about your sister's weird yeah. suicide yeah. it's weird they charge you by the hour at coco yeah yeah even for evidence gathering yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should charge you twice as much yeah it's like it's like idea? trying to get these public records that are supposed to be yeah. public but i have yeah. to pay for them patreon.com patreon <laughs> go, look, or just give us money yeah just uh, like look us up or yeah venmo you Ven- can find yeah, us message me so the clerk says uh that two nights before the suicide four very slender women uh, visited Gina. Now, the that's also one of the staples of Nixium is that there's generally a, a caloric cap that women have to... He seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, a woman can never be too skinny. That's hot. Yes. Yeah. It especially comes into punishments. We'll get into that later where he, he lowers the caloric intake <laughs> to where they like they get really malnourished. But then you just can't you can't spank them because you just hit <laughs> bone. Well, they, yeah, they bruise easy. This guy yeah. seems like the kind of dude who's like, big butts, gross. Never trust a dude that hates big butts. Well, you're dead on on that because... And- <laughs> Jesus. One of the things, and and we'll get to it in another episode, but since you brought it up, it's his MO is finding women that, like, they're not, they're striving and they're, like, semi-attractive and they're self-conscious about that. And he, like, preys yeah. on, and, and he says it specifically. He, plays, he preys and on six and a halfs. For that quote, you will have to continue listening because I'm not going to ruin that quote right now. But <laughs> there is a really ridiculous quote. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes I'm and looking Spotify. For, um, about iTunes that. Spotify. And it's, yeah, it's very, it's very direct of what he's doing. Um, Sheesh, what a fucking awesome. bloodsucker. So four slender women visited uh, Gina. Now, the rest is a mystery. Gina is dead. She probably did it. But she was probably cycled just like everything else. Yeah, like we're going to find out. She was egged on into these, it by four these, slender women. Yeah, these harpies, they all kind of like <laughs> whenever there's like a problem, school. they come down and harass the person into either staying or misery. It's always four skinny white bitches that make somebody else kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what happened in Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but probably just, Heather's. You think they'd learn know. though? That was my thing they with Carrie. Never was learn. like, you have a blueprint here of why not to do this, you assholes. Yeah, <laughs> well, that and all four of them end up fucking killing or killing yeah. themselves. Well, there's a heroin anyway. epidemic in 2020 when we all learned that if you are the front man of Sublime, you probably shouldn't shoot up. <laughs> all right, people still do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so remember though. Also, remember one of the 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 classes specifically in Nixium is the kind of ethical debate on is there sort of a good justifiable suicide yeah and so again one of the few nexium things i kind of agree with (laughs) this is right but this is all conjecture but it's like it's one of those things where it's like four slender women appear to and they're somebody's gonna die that believes in the positive benefits of suicide and then two days later a chick is dead so great so they yeah like <laughs> you have a passive aggressive hit squad That's, yeah yeah 
So it's like, you should probably kill yourself. You know? Yeah, you can't I, fingerprint someone's brain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> If only we could. Who Jeez. influenced me? All right. Back to back, buddy. February 6, 2003. A new but very committed Nixia member, Kristen Snyder, disappears from an intensive retreat in Anchorage Uh-oh. after becoming hysterical and driven away. Now, she attended her first intensive November 2nd, 2002. Dates, never a good thing. <laughs> no, never a good thing. It went from two th- November 2nd to November 17th. She loved it when immediately back January 16th, 2003. Ah, she's in. Which And that was a short one, 16th through January 18th. After this second intensive, weirdly, uh, Heidi Clifford, Kristen's life partner, mm-hmm. uh, notices that Chris... Uh, her legs are shaved. Oh. She's never le- shaved her legs in her life before. Oh. Uh, Weird. Really? Hmm. <laughs> it's yes. almost like she's fucking a dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're on it, Bob. <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> so she disappears during this third intensive, um, <laughs> which started on January 26th. So she disappears on February 6th. Started January 26th. Uh, the other members says she was hysterical and removed from the intensive and yelling about being pregnant with Keith's baby. Oh, my God. Things got oh. really intense in the intensive. Oh, it was intensive. Yeah, that's a quick turn, too. She only started going in November. And how many months has this been? This is November, November to February. Yeah, that's so like, you what, would, you would four or five showing months? Signs, right? I mean, it, at it, so it, it may have, maybe it was also the one in January. That's a really quick turnaround to know that you're pregnant. So it yeah. had to have probably been the first one. Oh, one would imagine, yeah. And her the the person who her first Nixium intensive was Nancy Salzman. Nancy is like one of Keith's feeders, and it was probably like, hey, I got like a a really kind of fun. You know, this is like a lesbian yeah. you can turn because that's one of the things that they do in Nixium. Is that they? It's sort of like Scientology. The gay away. They if, turn a, everybody to Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're gay, they'll convince you just to fuck Keith. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Like, look at him. He's not that manly. Come on, you can trust me. Yeah. Hey guys. He's got long hair and he's soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's quite. Yeah, he's a very supple, supple fella. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, uh, after February 6, 2002, no one sees her again. She's uh, missing for several hours. Heidi, her partner, uh, mi- uh, reports her missing to police. They find her Toyota Tacoma, of course. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's really, uh, man, It's if you can turn a hairy-legged lesbian with a Toyota Tacoma, you've got some God-level dick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, man, but... Well, you got, you got a harem of women that are fucking just nagging women to suck in your dick. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, you probably should. <laughs> you should probably shave your legs. Yeah, you you'd look more attractive. <laughs> like the rest of us do it. We don't like it. I feel yeah. like he would have the balls. No to one's tell. a victim. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. It's like, look, I uh, I Bye. yeah, I told a lesbian to smile, and now she shaves her legs. Uh, <laughs> I'm Keith Ranieri, and uh, I've got God level dick. Oh man, good thing he's in jail. He get his ass kicked a lot now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hopefully, well, actually not. Uh, hopefully no, some prisoners he, are listening. This, to this is all. That's sort of the thing. Is like this whole thing is based on essentially women's empowerment. Yeah. The not a victim thing is like that. All of this. This is why women love the group. Is that you are. It's it, they're they sell to women 
empowerment. That, that empowerment and that like they are in complete control of everything and that in and which is ironic which is <laughs> because Keith Ranieri it's like you are in control of everything but what I do to you that's pretty much what we're what I'm what I'm gathering at this so yes. Nixium just took a page out of the 70s feminist movement where like it men were chapters. like <laughs> the whole thing remember just like yeah we get these broads uh, all the power that they want as long as they suck at us you know sucks dick good an empowered woman bro <laughs> All right. So they find her Toyota Tacoma and Kristen's journal is on the driver's seat and uh, what appears to be a suicide note, but no sign of uh, Snyder at all. And I'm going to give you a little bit of of, her final thoughts of her final thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I attended a course <laughs> called Executive Success Programs, a.k.a. Nexium, based out of Anchorage, Alaska, and Albany, New York. Yeah. I was brainwashed, and my emotional center of the brain was killed slash turned off. Hot. I have, I still have feeling in my external skin, but my internal organs are nothing. Shit, Sexy. that's a bummer. Please contact my parents in South Carolina if you find me or this note. I'm sorry, life. I didn't know I was already dead. May we persist into the future. Ooh, that's nasty. That's a bummer, dude. <laughs> that's that's a real rough one, man. Oh. That's one way to get through a suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's You'll, fucking rough. Yeah, that that's was, uh So now here's the thing. There's a lot of suspicious shit about this one too. What? So so <laughs> wait, no kid. So the the cops found this note, or yeah, the cops found this, and they're they, like, ah, she's probably fine. Well, so they they did they searched, they found uh, her kayak. They didn't find any sign of her whatsoever. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. They found her truck and her kayak. Yes, well, they're they two the, very lesbian things. They I assume mean, that she just wrote, yeah, went into the ocean or went into the the lake, the ocean, the lake. She just swam into the lake and without a her kayak? kayak over. But they. They found her kayak. They found the kayak. Like so, washed oh, up or whatever? washed up. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was on top of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really have to look that far. It was still on the truck. She had a kayak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the suspicious part is that the, the handwriting changes about midway through the letter. Oh, oh shit. That's nice. So Maybe she just switched hands. One set of... <laughs> Yeah, because the suicide note is so strenuous on your left or the right hand. You know, maybe she had carpal tunnel. Yeah, that's true. It does hurt. Maybe it's like the literal the bipolar, like one side, <laughs> oh, <laughs> one pole. <laughs> left brain. You know, I'm feeling more right brain yeah. for this one. <laughs> Just one's manic. Let me give you the ones. logic behind why I'm killing myself. <laughs> so uh, the first part, I attended a course called ESP in Anchorage in Albany, is it within one set of handwriting. And the next part with all the brainwashed stuff is very similar, but there's like, there's a handwriting study where there's like a lot of differences in like the, like in minutia, yeah, like in the lettering the and stuff and like that, the eyes. like loops and stuff in the letters. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the, I, there's like a literal handwriting analysis and it's, so there's, it's, it's kind of two halves. How are you going to kill yourself and need a ghostwriter? <laughs> It's bogus. Well, or if you were killed, then maybe someone did that. Yeah, she, I, in it, 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 she may have just put in like in a as, as you would do in a journal. It's like I just attended a thing. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's like not a big deal. You're attending. You'll write the long journal entry on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> <It> makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You haven't figured it out yet. You, you want to figure it out and then you'll write the then you'll write about your shit. Yeah. This <laughs> happens a lot in cults. Like yeah. the Jonestown thing where like nine hundred people killed themselves that's like a that's like a fun way of putting quotes on it when 900 people were murdered yeah yeah that's fair yeah so and and like i said the uh they hold on so armed with just a suicide note and a whole shitload of suspicious suspicious circumstances the cops determined that Kristen got a canoe paddled out into the lake tipped the canoe over and killed herself her body is never found uh, later, the harbor master says that in a hundred years of people drowning in the lake, the way that the currents work, ev- sixteen out of sixteen bodies have been found. Right, except like, for hers. Like there's a uh, there's a there's a small like it all like goes there's like into a little like a bit small stream or something. Yeah, there's well, like there's a, a bottleneck. There's currents. Yeah, it's the Great Lakes. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> except for except for this one. Interesting. Well, well she's suspicious. just that interesting. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or weighted down. Who knows? Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe she's chopped up and thrown into some or uh, yeah. some other awful. We fucking don't situation. know, but again, it's like it's one of those things. It's like you have like a doctored suicide note and a right. person that like may probably should have shown up if they drowned. Yeah, yeah. Which is a weird thing to think, but <laughs> well, you know, I don't know how dead bodies work. Thankfully, <laughs> Lord, no- well, Lord knows I do. So, <laughs> we'll find out. So it's uh, 2003. Uh, by now, they have uh, offices in Albany, Manhattan, Seattle, Boston, and in several small cities in Mexico. Hey, they blood are on the expanding. sand! Expanding, yeah. Blood on the sand. And we're we're in in a separate episode now. They have a whole like network in Mexico with some of the former elite, like the former president and shit. Jesus and I want to get into that in detail. So right now, I'm just gonna give you that. Note. Right, right. <laughs> like I told, that's kind of another cult. Uh, like um, Children of God. Like mm-hmm. I talked to you. Like they started in uh, Florida and California, then they eventually went to all of South America. Excellent. Yeah, it's. Uh, it helps when it's like you're you're te- you're trying to fit it in with like no we'll teach you math and yes. also this weird fucking cult. Let's have <laughs> sex with your children. <laughs> Maybe those are the countries where Keith that Keith is referring to where like no age matters. Probably. Uh, in other cultures like Mexico, <laughs> I rape kids. <laughs> yeah, he, he rapes people there too. Uh, in o- October twelfth, two thousand three, Forbes publishes an article on Keith called "Cult of Personality." Uh, see, a lot of people it's have fun. been taking his class. First off, he might have a cult. Uh, I can't gather that this guy has a personality. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It, it's I'm on the fence too with the journalism of that. When they're just being really punny with the titles, it's like yeah, yeah. It's not uh, you know it, Woodward doesn't do that shit. Just say this guy is the head of a cult. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, this so guy you is warned weird. everybody. Yeah, it Reuters would have gotten this right. So, Hustler certainly did. Yeah, Hustler would have done a good. If it was like '80s Hustler, would then they, that, they would have uh, done a good. That published the fucking yeah. Nobody would have read it. <laughs> no. Everybody's too busy beating off to seeing women's kidneys. That's how the Unabomber got caught. Was the the Hustler Hustler was the only place that uh, oh, published right. his manifesto yeah. because well, they have that many extra pages. <laughs> <laughs> These are two pages that didn't get glued together. <laughs> It was it, it was it was forty five pages that manifesto. It was not a sh- no. Short there was read. probably somebody reading Hustler jerking off to the manifesto. <laughs> yeah, 
technology is ruining America. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because I believe in porn magazines, not <laughs> fucking Pornhub. Well, as long as it's not on the internet, yeah. The Unabomber, ironically, right now, would be jerking off to porn magazines because oh. he hates technology. Well, he's still alive, so don't, we don't need to talk to him in past tense. He, uh, he oh, had, he's totally jerking off. He hates porn. He's probably trying to send bombs to Pornhub. He's still trying to convince everybody that cell phones from 2007 are going to happen at some time because <laughs> he doesn't understand it yet. Well, he never did. Yeah. So. All right. It's, I just realized how far we have to go. <laughs> so a lot of people have been taking his classes and saying great things, but it's also super weird and run by a guy who's essentially proven to be a scam artist already. Google hasn't been invented, but man. 2003, yeah. It has. It has? Yeah. Oh, okay. 2003, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I was using I it. Oh, okay. Oh, it was right. still in its infancy. infancy. Well, Googling hadn't, I don't think, just in general. Because a simple Google thing is like, oh, this guy's a scam artist, and you're out immediately. For some reason, it, it persists into the future. Um, <laughs> okay, so just like that, uh, just like the bullshit article in the 80s, like he's interviewed for this thing that's trying to make him look like expose him as a cult, and he's still bullshitting the article. He's like, I, you know, he's, he's like, I don't drive with, I don't have a driver's license. I just ri- rely on friends for rides, and I, I walk like, I just walk places. I walk like twelve miles a day sometimes. He says he has no bank account and that he forgoes any salary from uh, the four million dollars a year that they make through the coaching program. Right. Uh, I consider everything payment for what I've done, he says. Uh, he, he co-owned, and this is where they <laughs> they even talk about, he's, he co-owns a small house in Albany with a female friend, and he spends most nights at one or another of three friends' homes. <laughs> <laughs> says that with a wink and a nod. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. He claims not to own a bed. This guy is, is the yeah, worst. He just, no, he just goes into his harem women's beds. Yeah, this is the worst version of John Lennon in 2003. Yeah. Like, if John Lennon didn't gonna, get fucking shot and died, a, he would have turned into this <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Guarantee you. Yeah, he says, I live, I'm going to do it in a British John Lennon thing. I live a somewhat church mouse life existence. A church mouse type existence. <laughs> really? Christ. Do church mouses do well, all the things? <laughs> murder that, two women? Yeah, just murder. murder. Two women. They do fuck everything, though. I mean, <laughs> And yeah. consume everything, so oh, in yeah. that way. I guess you're right. He is kind <laughs> of a rodent. Yeah, he's kind of a parasi- parasitic yeah. rodent. Yeah. Yes, that is, he is, he's more of a rat than a mouse. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a church rat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a devil rat. <laughs> Church rats are just Catholic kids that can't keep a secret. <laughs> he knows all about those kind of Fucking church rats. Church rats. <laughs> so in uh, the Forbes interviews Edgar Braun from for this, you know, the rich guy that took a class and his daughter and he loved yes. it and all that stuff. Right, right, right. But now, uh, in this article, Edgar says, I think it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, uh, you know, you, you take a look, you don't make a billion dollars by being stupid. This is a cult. I yeah. signed an NDA. It's probably not real. Uh, here's the 12... 12- Steps was, of how to indoctrinate uh, yeah, someone. I, I looked at that NDA and realized it was written in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you the image. Maybe we can post it later too. It, yeah, it put it on our Instagram. Is written in crayon. It is what? It's it's comically. It's like typed up on Word, and then it just has this sort of 
weird little vine border thing around it that what it's like a shit invitation to a garden party (laughs) (laughs) it's like going to your two broke friends marriage uh uh, wedding Mm -hmm. they're just like you're invited it's like this was xeroxed Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we made our invitations this year (laughs) this feels like a good enough time uh, follow us at Blood on the Sand Official on Instagram if you want to see cool pictures like that. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Good plug. Uh, so Edgar was a fan of Nixium until he found out that Claire had loaned Keith two million bucks. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> we have to sell 85,000 fucking bottles of see, bargain a, booze a, a for bar- that. Bargain gin. <laughs> Well, thankfully, they're just spending all of this money out of that $500 million trust. But Edgar is concerned that he is going to bleed them of his of this trust. Um, stay How tuned. much do Americans spend? <laughs> all, all of, of it. it. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah. Now, this causes huge problems for the Bromfin sisters and Keith because he's super paranoid and he thinks that they told... Edgar about the thing, not that journalists actually did their job. Downfall, <laughs> heavens no. Downfall, downfall of occult one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you begin to be suspicious of everyone constantly. Yeah, well, because if your if you're lying about everything, then why like you can why only imagine they? everyone else lying. Uh oh, everybody else is doing what I do. Hang <laughs> on a minute. It's like that uh, fame, that uh, that great saying. Like uh, if you think everyone else is, is an asshole. Maybe you're the asshole. You're probably the asshole. Yeah. And so, and it's, we don't, this, Keith is mad. And we, the Bronfman sisters are still loyal to him to this day, so we don't know exactly, but other people say they started, they were like gaunt and losing weight. And this is when it comes out that like the- That's how Keith likes them? Yeah, Keith will, like if if you wrong anyone, like the the higher ups in Nixium, they'll restrict you to a 1500 calorie a day diet. They'll lock you in rooms uh, for days or weeks. One lady later will, that we'll get to later was kept in a room for two years. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> what? This, this happens. This happens in Jonetown. This happens in nearly every fucking cult. Well, yeah. It happens in fucking Scientology. Yeah. The, oh, I, don't, I don't doubt the, that what's at all. A, the, the wife of the head of it now. Yeah. Is... No one's seen her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody's seen her for like a couple of years. Well, no, they have. Uh, well, I hate to get on the sidetrack because we have to hurry up. But uh, Scientology has these uh, these towns that they own in like Oregon or whatever that are just completely uh, like giant walls around them. And like they're like concentration camps. It's like weirdo Vatican cities. Yeah. Like the, no it's one like can punishment for the. No one can people. go in with like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No one can go in with any phones or any cameras or anything. And the the stories out of there, it's like Lord of the Flies in there. Once you get in there, you are just in there. See, you're the prescient one now. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Because in in a couple sentences, we're going to get to something also very entertaining about that. If you know one cult, (laughs) you know them all. I swear to God, this is... North Korea. (laughs) So... China. (laughs) Again, we don't know exactly what happened to them, but everyone reports him being, being mad. And also them being gaunt. And it's also maybe what he uses to get more money out of them because he gets a lot more money out of them down the road. Boy, does he get more money out of them. Hungry people invest, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you better give me that money. Well, at one point, I think it's like 17,000 people have taken ESP classes, which just, I mean, at like 10,000 bucks a pop. Anyways, so in 2003, all prescient Mike here, Keith wants to build a giant compound in Albany. Ah. (laughs) 
So he uh, has to put in a building permit, and the residents in the community uh, lose their fucking shit (laughs) 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 and petition the city board to deny the application. Uh, They're all adamant that they're afraid it's a cult and that it's going to endanger their children. Uh, Probably. Keith is proposing to build a giant school for intense training sessions for 100 to 150 people. By the way, their training sessions go from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's a standard training day. In their, in- <laughs> their intensives are fucking intense, dude. Yeah, there's I, intensive and then there's intensive. I don't know if we're ever going to get to Um Shinrikyo, but this is exactly what he does, too. Mm. Creates a school and then everyone goes to school for 15 hours a fucking day. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like they're so crazy, though. They don't even realize that it sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because Nancy Salzman goes to the city council meeting to like what to appeal all the people petitioning against it. And she says openly, yeah, no, our classes go from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. Open. And she, like that. How does that not? <laughs> so 14 you hours, just... you know, how, <laughs> how long do you need to be awake? <laughs> you guys want some excerpts? Yeah, let's hear Fuck them. Yeah. So Tammy and John Quinn of uh, Wooden Road uh, wrote, uh, their website sounds like brainwashing or some type of cult. Um, <laughs> Julie Mayo wrote that she witnessed an unauthorized groundbreaking ceremony at the proposed Nixium site at 6 p.m. on July 16th. Quote, uh, some people were on their hands and knees kissing the ground, scooping up the soil and kissing it. Some were rolling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems totally legit. <laughs> so 19 people signed this, which I imagine they're, they're big properties. They're all rich people. So it's probably the whole neighborhood. Sure. And they deny Nixium's application. Oh, <laughs> no. He didn't get to make his fucking compound. <laughs> they rolled around in your dirt. Come I on. Mean, they're practically Normals. locals. <laughs> yeah, they're locals now. Could you imagine that you're taking your kid to class or whatever? Like, no, nah, it's 6 p.m. So it's like, there's just whatever, disturbing, just for a stroll. There's, there's just, just disturbingly <laughs> skinny women rolling around in your dirt. An old man comes up like, damn, I thought this stopped in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, but talking about a cult website, um, I bought VHSs from heavensgate.com. Well. And they're in the mail. They're coming. And Beautiful. we're going to watch them here. Awesome. That's awesome. The three of us. And Dope. we're hopefully going to record that and put it out on YouTube. W- eventually, yeah. It's going to be a point. thing. Yes. Yeah. Always be making uh, Once content. I have a VHS fan player. <laughs> they're probably expensive now. August 2003, Keith files a lawsuit against former student Stephanie Franco and Rick Ross, not the drug trafficker or fake rapper that stole the drug trafficker's name <laughs> and likeness. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I hear Rick Ross earlier? Yes, Rick Ross. Uh, the New Jersey-based cult education uh, of the New Jersey-based cult education institute, a cult deprogrammer, which sounds just as much bullshit as Nexium. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. So Rick Ross was running an anti-cult school? There's a different, there's a third Rick Ross in New Jersey. <laughs> And he runs the Cult Education Institute. They call him Turnpike Rip Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, they go to trial uh, November 19th. Uh, Keith sues Rick Ross for posting quotes from a Nixium training manual, which I talked about on an earlier episode, thankfully, um, on Rick on Ross's uh, website. Uh, and they issue where they issue written critiques of the manual and all of the training program. Uh, Ranieri's lawyers argue that the fair use doctrine 
uh, doesn't apply to any of this because he Ross got the documents from a former student and she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Mm. Keith is just like, please keep my bullshit secret. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody it's a secret. Rule one of Fight Club. <laughs> That's interesting, right? Rule one of Fight Club, like rule one of this, is don't tell anybody about it. Rule two, uh, indoctrinate more people. Yeah. It's kind of contradictory. It's the same thing, though. It's very much. And it's also just the all in the mind of a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) Also that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So the court weighed the the four fair use factors um, and all of this. And uh, just to boil it down, so the the purpose uh, of the use of the... They determined that that was... Just criticism, and even if the defendant's bad faith in getting the manual, and that the even the bad faith favored the plaintiffs, that like getting their thing out, it helps right. your cause if you believe that your cause is a good thing. So it doesn't hurt you to have it to out. Have it spread, yeah, theoretically. So uh, <laughs> theoretically, like the word of the Lord, really. Yeah. So they they also say that. Um, <laughs> So it's re- it's perfectly reasonable for the defendants to quote liberally from the manual in order to critically comment on it, and also too that there is no identifiable heart of the manual. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's all bullshit. Yes, <laughs> all just words with no purpose. Yeah, it's a word salad. Yeah, they're like, this is nothing. And they say, as a general matter, criticisms of a seminar or organization cannot substitute for a seminar or organization itself or hijack its market. So it's like, you can't... Keith was saying, like, oh, they're they're stealing our secrets. It's like, no, they're just shitting on them. They're not... (laughs) (laughs) It's not secret if it's so easy to shit on. So, okay. Everybody knows that hole in the ground. (laughs) I want to give you a little Hawaiian dreams on this. Ooh. About to get spicy. So, this is from the court. If criticisms on defendants' websites kill the demand for plaintiff service, so if, if criticisms on Ross's websites kill the demand for Ranieri's service, that's the price that, under the First Amendment, must be paid in the open marketplace for ideas. Certainly, no critic should need an author's permission to make such criticism, regardless of how he came by the original, nor should publication be inhibited by a publisher's anxiety or uncertainty about the author's ethics if his second secondary work is transformative. So essentially, they're like, yeah, dude, if your shit's so special, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why are you so afraid of, bitch? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, no. The marketplace of ideas. <laughs> Capital, uh, capitalism, though. The capitalism. Nah, dude. We don't do that here. <laughs> Not for you. So, and, and also just the one thing I love about our legal system is as a result, like in any civil case, when the plaintiff loses, Keith has to pay all of uh, the other guy's legal bills, which are giant. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so Fuck Keith, yeah, yeah, I'm with him. The best thing about this lawsuit is that there's depositions, and we get a snapshot from these depositions into what an ordinary person sees in all of this weirdness from wow. the the Stephanie uh, Stephanie Franco. Um, so I don't know. Should I do music to this? It's I, a, I feel like you should. All right. Yeah, people like music. Prior to attending, I signed an application. At the outset of the intensive in Albany, attendees were issued a confidentiality agreement in the form that's attached. 
I did not sign this confidentiality agreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, she got you, Keith. Wait, fuck! <laughs> They're supposed I'll... to sign it! It's always a clerical error that brings down a cult. <laughs> you, Bob, you, you are right. Like... <laughs> you, you're more right than you know. Yeah. Yeah. I recall that on the first day I was there, they told the attendees that the townspeople thought ESP was a cult and that we were not to pay any attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else is he going to say? Be like, hear him out. <laughs> During the intensive, Miss Salzman repeatedly told me how special I was and how they had targeted me to join ESP. Oh, in, God. In geez. fact, Miss Salzman took me out for a private dinner during my stay. ESP's coaches told everyone who attended e that ESP was their real family. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that was it, right? Like, the, the cult's over. We, that's the end of Nixium, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. definitely the last episode we're going to be doing about oh, it. Okay, well, that seems fair. Yeah, right? Now Except. It goes. <laughs> oh, fuck. After the intensive, I was instructed to call Miss Salzman's daughter, Lauren, my coach, every day at a designated time to discuss, amongst other things, recruitment efforts. No shit. Uh, after this June uh, 2001 intensive, I attended a five-day intensive in Albany. Uh, I also saw Miss Salzman when she came to New York. So now Lauren Salzman is like stalking her, trying to just make sure that she. Sticks Toes the line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. At approximately this time, I grew concerned about a number of rituals at ESP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do tell. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I was not comfortable with the fact that everyone in the group was required to bow down to Nancy Salzman, the prefect, and Keith Ranieri, Vanguard, at the beginning and end of each meeting, as well as their insistence upon being addressed by such titles. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I spend that much money to become a prefect, I am going to be bowed to. <laughs> I am a queen. Do you understand? <laughs> I also did not like that everyone in the war in the group wore a scarf to identify their level within the group. People who were at the lowest level wore white scarves and were required to sit in the back of the room at lectures. They're sashes, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I have an orange one. I'm a prefect. <laughs> How long did you spend with us? You don't even know. You call him a scarf. You weren't even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was checked out probably. So uh, <laughs> thankfully. Also, people were strongly encouraged to bring in prospective recruits. I learned that I learned at about this time that one would receive a commission from ESP for every recruit brought in. For example, I learned Michael received a commission for my attendance at the ESP intensive. My concerns about ESP culminated when I left an intensive in Albany and told Miss Salzman that I could not come back for an additional intensive because my car had been recalled. Miss Salzman told me that I must come back <laughs> and that I should oh, take the train to Albany. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. This, yeah, this reminds me a lot. This thing, PSI. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. When I told her that I could not, Miss Salzman started berating me and told me that my problems were attributable to the fact that I did not honor my commitments. I have not <laughs> spoken to Miss Salzman since. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> That's a weird way to fucking have a falling out. Oh, my God. I thought they teach them about consultants or whatever at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> There's people in this cons in this organization that we will be making money. Uh, you are not that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not you. <laughs> not yet. You have to believe it and more. give us twelve million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to five million dollars believe in this. <laughs> five million only gives you the green sash. Only yeah. makes you an executive pupil. Consecutive. 
What the fuck was it called? Oh, I don't. Uh, oh, that's in a whole another episode. Senior Grand Dragoon or some shit. <laughs> yes, it, it, that only gets uh, five million. Only gets you the green sash. Is what I'm saying. That doesn't give you money yet. I'm just saying, if you want a more cost-effective cult, now, the KKK is taking <laughs> people. NPR is only or NRA is only a hundred dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have way get a better. Gun. They, yeah, you get a gun, good you barbecue. You if know, Ranieri would have tried to molest you. You could have shot him. <laughs> That's why yeah, we need more guns. You don't hear about a lot of molesting in the NRA. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's and that guy, true. the guy who runs it, his name, <laughs> the guy who runs it is named LaPierre. Like LaPierre sounds like a molester in some kind of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it so- also sounds like he only fires a flintlock pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know that's that's why the Second Amendment stays relevant. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so if you didn't notice, now Lauren Salzman, Nancy Salzman's daughter, Salzman's daughter is now in on this. Yeah, hell so yeah, she is. This is weird and incestuous now. Because Nancy Salzman, oh, by the way, Nancy Salzman is part of the harem. Fuck yeah, she is. <laughs> Wait, a Nancy mother Salzman. and a daughter? And now she's part- Eskimo sisters with her daughter. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let that sink in. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a fam- My Family Pies video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fucking all of them. Jesus Christ. All right, so 2005... Sarah Edmondson starts taking classes at Nixium. So Nixium is expanding now into actress and actors. Business is booming. Booming. Business is booming. You might know her from her runs as Stephanie on the TV show Edgemont, uh, the fertility nurse in Out of Order, Lori on <laughs> Transformers Cybertron, the animated series. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, River from Minecraft uh, Mystery of the Greek Isles, the miniseries. Oh, that's where Minecraft... You know, I, I've heard kids talk about you've that. You've heard of... So she's essentially a struggling actress. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She's doing a Minecraft show. That's going to yeah. be huge. And Transform- Transformers is Michael Which- Bay. I feel like if she was a little older, she'd have been on like VR Troopers. Yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> VR Troopers. I did. Yeah, that was a. Oh, so. But yeah, <laughs> that's a weird memory to remember. That, that was right in the middle uh, of the podcast. <laughs> but so, but she's yeah, she's struggling. She's getting roles, but like nothing hitting. Like she's not getting anything sustainable. So she has to go on auditions constantly and rejections and like the small victories are bit parts so is that even a fucking win like i don't that's... know but it'll get you to go into a cult real quick right yeah yes this i control my life bullshit is killer <laughs> <laughs> are you down on your luck are you sick of not eating rolls <laughs> are you on two episodes of a show produced by haim saban <laughs> Join my cult. Join Nixium. my cult. We'll get you into porn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not filmed, we're just going to be having sex. Oh, yeah. You might not. It's always filmed. You might just not know it. <laughs> I wish that those I'm, would be leaked. I'm. Yeah. Well, we have some. We have a few. We, I, we showed Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it in another we'll figure episode. it out. Keep listening. Uh, 2006. Uh, more actresses. Uh, Kristen Crook. Invites her friend Allison Mack, they're both actresses in Smallville, uh, to a seminar. Kristen uh, played young Lana Lang on the show. She says that Nixium helped her cure her of her debilitating shyness. If it was debilitating, how did you land these roles? Um, (laughs) Debilitating shyness. And by that, I mean, you looked at Keith Raniere's dick and didn't fucking twitch. Like... 
That I'm, seems like getting rid of shyness. I'm not shy of hot tubs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three UTIs from Jesus. Now, she, Kristen, is immediately on the stripe path, which means that's an extra weird belt sash thing, which means maybe it's like uh, in karate where they add... Like once you get degrees to, of black belt, yeah, or you whatever. get like a black belt and then a red stripe on yeah, it. That's bullshit. Yeah, the stripe path, but it means two things. It means you can recruit uh, people into Nixium, and you've also spent a hundred thousand dollars on classes. Right. <laughs> this oh, is a, good. This is a new color because Keith couldn't think of five colors. I didn't know yeah. UPN was paying that well back then. <laughs> It was syndicated, I think, after yeah. a while. I suppose. Well, and so, and like like Kristen, Allison Mack, also star on Smallville. She played uh, Chloe Sullivan, a.k.a. Silver Banshee, a.k.a. Eva Greer. Who the fuck cares? I yeah. did not watch the show. I, yeah, <laughs> no. she, I she, thought that into Nietzsche, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really do the whole Ubermensch thing. <laughs> it's... I saw I I had roommates in college that were really into it and they were Colombian and uh they I just I I kind of hated Colombians for a while because of them and in part because of their love of that show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that that tracks. There's, yeah. there's, <laughs> no, I, that's I a reason to hate a nationality. And as a Chilean, so that's uh, Also, <laughs> f yeah, fuck them. Yeah. So <laughs> They're your Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just all on uppers. Their teeth are weird. I don't know. Oh, fucking uh, the tea. Um, so she also, she's kind of also struggling. She is a star on Smallville, but, you know, after a while, you want to move on to something. She gets a spinoff that gets canceled after eight episodes. Uh, and, like, sort all of, right. she's a talented singer, but she's just getting bit roles. Uh, <laughs> fucking any, any recurring thing... <laughs> That they attempt to spin off a reboot, uh, is they Instantly she gets because of they her. do like three different reboots of Smallville, and she gets those. But like anything else, she's in an animated show called Dirty Little Secret, uh, which Jesus is a Christ. dramatic YouTube series about the off-camera life of a pop star and her best friend. It's terrible. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like hentai without the fucking. It, it was so bad. They're five minutes long. It felt like five fucking days. It's, <laughs> it's flash animation. Oh, like, no. Cut And then just these... and. It's like South Park, but the dialogue is just two chicks whining about rain and hair and boys. And, <laughs> and Bob texting. and I could. That's that's on yeah, IMDb. Could, we, we could do that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and the the pressure of uh, just being on camera uh, <laughs> in an animated series, no less. So all in How all, ironic. <laughs> yeah, she's she's been in it for five years and she's not materializing anything. Uh, she. Fellas needs to maximize her mind. Right. Uh, I. <laughs> it's either improv classes or I join a cult. Yeah, I think they just. I think they you just mean need some wins. Join a cult or join a cult. Uh, yeah. I technically. <laughs> at least Bob in isn't Nick, wrong. At least sucking Keith Raniere's dick, you're not embarrassing yourself in front of crowds. <laughs> so it beats improv. I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> right up top, you're the yeah, opener. He, he shows the light a minute before he comes down her throat. <laughs> I have to save you for the headliner. <laughs> You'll be in the Herald group. <laughs> the harem group. <laughs> <laughs> so they really, I think these 
they just need some wins, right? So yeah. Yeah. Allison and Kristen head up this what's supposed to be a national college tour, a college singing showcase, uh, like an American Idol kind of thing. Right. Um, so at this point, so it's 2007. At this point, we can assume that Allison is fucking Ranieri pretty quick because she's uh, put in charge of a newly created group, a subgroup of Nixium called The Source, which is a workshop for actors that uses Keith's patented rational inquiry method to help them master their fears and become better actors. <laughs> a guy that can't turn his neck towards a camera. <laughs> he has to go his entire torso and be like, hi. Like, like that, that, it, that's, that's your acting coach. That's your acting coach. Well, you know, those that can't do teach. Yeah. And he teaches how not to do it. Uh, I can't imagine anything good happened after this. No. It's um so here I'm gonna give you uh you guys a little Hawaiian dreams I'm gonna explain rational inquiry to Ooh, you real quick. Thank you. <laughs> so rational inquiry includes a plurality of questions and observations leading to answers and greater awareness. The questions and observations in the method are provided to the individual in a matrix or a plurality of modules, including practices and inquiries. The matrix, or modules, including practices and inquiries, are the framework to assist the individual in providing, determining, and utilizing a matrix of consistent human internal existence and providing, determining, and utilizing a matrix of consistent reality. <laughs> what? Bob, are you back to that hell I, on earth that oh, you were, oh, were talking about oh, earlier? Oh my god. What? <laughs> It, it, you know what I think that is? I, I will give it this. It's like one of those Zen koans. It's like uh, the, the sound of one hand clapping or like shit like that. That's supposed to empty your mind. It doesn't empty my mind as much as it <clears throat> fills it with that. It, it's like my mind's not empty, but it's full of nonsense, which I feel like is good for an actor. <laughs> like you've vacated your entire ego. You've completely become just a vessel for whatever and then you get pooped in like, <laughs> keith ranieri like psycho poops into your empty vessel and you uh i don't know you get on smallville so dude i read uh 50 pages of that bullshit trying to figure out a summary uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I read the sense. patent. I read the fucking patent. It's in, <laughs> I'm it's, embarrassed by how little homework I've done for this compared to the hell Andre's been through. That's why we're trying to rush. Through. We'll go back to grad school, bitch. <laughs> Every week feels like a fucking midterm for him. This is. Oh man, yeah. No one in law school could do this, but because they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> They're not trying to get famous. <laughs> All right, so, but that was that was as close to a summary as I could get of what rational inquiry was 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 what I just read you. There's essentially, it's like Scientology. They bring up stuff <laughs> it that you've no got sense. problems. It's like psychology in general. You got problems with it. They you try to address it, and then they probably just keep bringing it up ad nauseum and reminding you of it and breaking you down so that he can fuck you. Uh, <laughs> just like psychology. So. <laughs> Everybody, no. everybody, every woman listening to this, both of you, uh, probably have fucked a psychology professor. That's why you're listening to this <laughs> shit. That's, uh, yeah. So I did, 
I wanted to give you a little uh, snapshot real quick of the um, uh, Allison Mack thing that that this little acapella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Acapella Innovations. That they oh, so no. yeah okay so let me let me explain this shit to you because <laughs> it's so it doesn't make any sense but i sort of get what they're trying to do so it's essentially like this american idol thing that they're trying to use as like a college recruiting tool for nixium Jesus. Right? <laughs> so they have an event like a talent show recruiting event and they do one in albany it costs uh one of the i think it's sarah bronfman it costs her like a hundred thousand dollars to put this event on jesus um <laughs> most of the students complain that they can't sign up for the event because the students are supposed to compete in in this thing it's supposed to be like hey we're famous we got famous we're in this group right. like you guys compete in this <laughs> talent show <laughs> we're gonna pitch you this thing right. and uh most of the students uh really ended up not signing up because they were really annoyed because this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah because and they have to send an sign an nda with the fucking submission yeah they get a hard pitch uh, on nixium from oh allison and, and Kristen, and they probably do have like the fucking nda thing because sounds like a timeshare they perform <laughs> timeshare with fucking i don't know barbara streisand songs with, <laughs> it's like a timeshare with more dick in your mouth <laughs> yeah they the dick share time so i i watched a, a large chunk of it it's not well rehearsed they just sort of no. improv an hour and a half Oh God! <laughs> oh God! I've seen it's, people do that for four minutes at an open mic, and it's painful. This yeah. is rough. So this is this is what is palatable. I'm just gonna actually this. The only thing that's palatable about it is the pitch that they did beforehand. Oh, there was God. nothing good about the video that I even wanted to subject the listeners okay. to. It wasn't even funny. But this is just the hope in this. Oh God. <laughs> It's just, it's another form of human expression. It's another example of the beauty that we can build as human beings without anything other than other human beings. And I think that that's so exciting. I never knew that people could do those things with their voices and with that <laughs> instrument. That is the human instrument and I've never experienced it before and it was really awe-inspiring oh and beautiful. <laughs> I've never heard anyone sing before. Yeah, that was for Acapella the Innovations. <laughs> what? I've never seen. I never heard anybody try to carry a melody before. It's a They did You know that song Crazy by Gnarls Barkley? You know you could just do that? Oh my god. That's what my nightmares sound like. Yeah. <laughs> that what the f like And yeah. that was and was that, that was Keith the singing that that was that was a group of people on stage singing it um they were oh. they were doing acapella acapella saves the world michael obviously acapella will save the world i understand why 2020 is the way it is <laughs> instruments are just a distraction <laughs> man Eve instruments are the real cancer to our society listen man all you get to use is 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 white guys beatboxing and bad, <laughs> bad melody, man. 
That's I think <laughs> I think we that's about the level because it's like they had they had a they had like a set and then kind of like ran out. Well, it's what and happens. Just, an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. you, you had to run out. I think they expected more people to sign up, and then they had to kill all that time. They're like, fuck, we haven't gotten one black person? Fuck! <laughs> Who's going to sing lead on this? Why did we go to the University of Utah first? Son of a bitch! And uh, so, yeah, it goes terribly. They get yeah, almost no one from it. Bad oh. white gospel. Yeah, that won't get you anywhere. They're not ones to quit, though, because they do another one the next year. <laughs> Just like cancer. And then they quit after that. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, good. Just like suicide. They, oh, and my God. So <laughs> I was going to end it there, but I got so fucked up by the patents that this dude submitted, so I had to give you one last thing. Uh, bonus we, round. Before round, we round. end this episode, October 31st, 2007. Always bad when there's a date. <laughs> Ranieri files a patent application for the determination of whether a Luciferian can be re rehabilitated. <laughs> That's I, a patent? I thought you were going to say if a loose cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> if a Lucy can be rehabilitated <laughs> and re-ingrained re into a pack. <laughs> Wait, he put down a patent. Patent. A patent. Yep. For determination of whether a Luciferian can be rehabilitated. Ah, this is something that I feel like you would say in the middle of the night when I call you. <laughs> I feel ranting. like he should have. Uh, that patent should be called asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh shit, I'm a Luciferian. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to figure out how to figure this out, but uh, I'm putting the patent down now. Like, he put the patent down for an idea. Yeah. Hey, and we we all see blood of the sand. Well, see, this is it's related to one of Nixium's courses called The Fall, based again <laughs> on Milton's Paradise Lost. Uh, the I course... it was going to be on the Albert Camus The Fall. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> this went a lot better than I thought it was going to oh go. Oh my God! So, it's uh, the course teaches that those who leave the organizations are Luciferians and are lost people for whom bad feels good and good feels bad. Oh, oh well. Perfect cult mentality. So, a method for determining a humanity of a Luciferian comprising... <laughs> so, this is... Wait, he made a patent for this. He was worried somebody would steal this idea? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I'm to, to understand here? Don't tell anybody, Bob. So, so this Sign is... the NDA first. This is the positive... This is if you how you deal with a Luciferian positively and how you deal with a Luciferian negatively, okay? Oh, so, I can't wait. So a method for determining a humanity of a Luciferian comprising stimulating said Luciferian with a plurality of constructive stimuli. Did you nope, understand nope, that? Nope, nope, cut you off there. <laughs> Hang on. That was too much nonsense at the beginning of a patent. That is a legal document, people. So it's a method. For, essentially, it's how do you figure out a someone is Luciferian by being nice to them? This sounds With positive like, stimulus. Oh, this is some shit I would have heard like hanging out in the smoking section of Denny's in like 2000, uh, back when I used to hang out at Denny's in the smoking section <laughs> in 2000. It's like, I'm a gray witch. It's like, you're full of shit. That's what you are. And But it's like, that is like yeah, but I have a patent on it. And that's what we're listening to. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is nonsense. Yes. Um, you re uh, Recording a physiological response. Oh, Wait. By I'm sorry, I didn't know this was scientific. Yes. yes. Get your meters. Get your stud <laughs> definders. 
by said Luciferian corresponding to each constructive stimulus of said plurality of constructive stimuli. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I hold, I, I, in, 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 in entire, in its entirety, I reject that entire <laughs> sentence. <laughs> If you, I, I was gonna diagram that sentence, but then I saw the devil, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, not today, Satan. Like that's, mm mm, nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. You know, Einstein worked in a, uh, a patent office. Yeah, I wonder and he if he would allow this. That, yeah, he looked at that as like, yo, I'm I'm coming up with some weird shit with letters. I don't know about this E one. equals this is... MC. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is... <laughs> what? General theory of culti- rel- cultivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, that was uh, that that that's a special kind of stupid. So but keep going. This is the. I'm just gonna <laughs> skip to the. This is now negative stimulus because the the thing is. Oh, there must be a very interesting take the, on this. The positive approach and the negative approach are literally the exact thing, and the patent goes on for pages with the same exact words for constructive and then the same exact words for destructive. Yeah, they just <laughs> shuffle around the order of the words. It's like No, they don't like... even shuffle them. It's the same words. <laughs> they just find and replace constructive and replace with destructive. I'm pretty sure they just went buffalo 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 and that's just like, yeah, there's a yeah, there's a truth in there. Fucking <laughs> give me all your money, dickhead. Like, oh, what the f- all right, let's see if we can dis- deconstruct this one. People ain't shit. They fall for this type of <laughs> nonsense. Determining from each destructive stimulus. All right, we got that. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't at all. We, all right, determining from each destructive stimulus a corresponding polarity of the Luciferian's response for each destructive stimulus to determine a least value and determining from said least value a humanity of said Luciferian. <laughs> the guys are covering their ears. Yeah. We, took off, we took off our headphones and covered our ears and still my inner self literally screamed for mercy. Do you hear that ringing? Yeah, I, I didn't know a thought could give me tinnitus. <laughs> It does go in the ear, so <sighs> I. What the fuck, man? Like you're really gonna drop all this bullshit right at the end? I I thought it would be funny. This is, no no. This is the auditory equivalent of watching snuff porn, but the guy is soft. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He like shoots her in the head, and then he just has it can't get hard. Well, That's, what a waste of a good body. I tell you what. The thing is, is I just. I thought together the three of us we could figure out. No, nope. you it thought was. wrong. You thought terribly wrong. You know that you are the mind of this. Bob and I are everything else. No, Dude, no, no, but no, these no. patent no. these patents were granted. Of course, the fuck. So they someone were. read this, yeah. and was like, I mean, I guess it hasn't been done before. No, no, no. They didn't. No, 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 no. They no. didn't approve it. They said, "Uncle, you understand?" <laughs> that was them giving. They tapped out. Like fucking yeah. sure, no, no, dude. No, no. This isn't either, right? Like, because you can get your patents de- de- denied and everything. The uh, the issue here is that there was an evangelical fucking patent clerk, and he was like, "Oh, this all makes sense to me." Well, yeah, we have to find the Luciferians, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, 
There's, by the way, this is not the only weird patent. Oh, great. I already told you. Well, he patented the sashes, remember? The <laughs> the rational inquiry well, sash. Sense. They're just the colors sash- and, and, he, and fabric. He should have called them sashional inquiry. So I found off. a whole page. We might have to do like a, a different episode. I uh, found. Subscribe to oh, us on I Patreon. I found every single one of the patents that he applied for. And a lot of them are completely lunatic. Like hey, they're absolute just, lunacy. I'm into it. Oh <laughs> my you, God. You made us a, uh, a Patreon. Uh, uh, hey, this yeah, has maybe been we'll do a on Patreon the episode yes. of. We if we we we're gonna set a milestone if we make twenty bucks in the first month, we'll fucking make yeah. this patent episode. Yeah, we'll do a patent it. episode for Patreon. I'll do that for twenty bucks. <laughs> I do this for free already. Again, you don't have to go on Patreon. You you'll probably see us out at a, a, a open mic in a park, and uh, and then you can just give me like a wad. It doesn't even have to be a crisp ten dollar bill. Just like just a few ones. A wadded really. up, fucking ball sweat. Uh, uh, $10 bill. I see James Madison with your ball sweat on his face <laughs> and we'll fucking, we'll make this happen because Jesus Christ, that sounds amazing. Jesus. I need this in my life. I don't care about the listeners. I need this in my life. Make this happen for me. I'm manifesting it out into the universe. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the episode, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's I, I can't give you more. <laughs> I, no, not, I don't no, think your brain is about brain. To- can handle it. I can see it dripping out of your ears right now. My brain is tapioca. Imagine actually knowing about the shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you gotta be fucking fried, dude. Because what the fuck? Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Oh, it's just utter nonsense word salad, and I'm here for it. Do you want me to read you a couple patents? (laughs) Yeah, just read the title. Uh, Systems and methods for permitting uh, movement of an object outside (laughs) of... Outside a predetermined proximity distance threshold... Uh, doesn't hmm. Newton got have that? Di- <laughs> <laughs> he's got diagrams. It's all he's trying to. He's trying to do science. Sec- one of them is just secure messaging, and there's a drawing. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I feel like he turned in a lot of cocktail napkins to the patent office because he heard Hedley Le- or Hedy Lamar did that, but like that was for radar. Yeah, he turns it in like the patent officer is like. Sir, this has to be in black. It is in black. Well, it can't be in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. All right, Headley. So, so yeah, the rest we'll do for a Patreon episode. Yeah, yeah if we if we make that milestone, we'll play. We'll we'll do it. Speak uh, it into existence. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, <laughs> this has been Blood on the Sand. Blood on the Sand. Blood on the Sand. Thank you so much for listening. That's been Bob Keen. Follow him at Instagram at the Bob Keen. That's Andre Hashem. You can follow him at Hashem for Comedy. Yep. I'm Michael Johnson. You can follow me at The Real Mike's. But definitely follow us on Instagram at Blood on the Sand Official. Blood on the Sand Blood Official. Blood on the Sand. <laughs> Thank you fuck so much yeah. for listening. Uh, go fuck yourself. Cheers. <laughs>